Hi, Dante. Hi, Danny. And welcome to all of those joining us for our second episode of Coheed Decembria, where we will be whispering and giggling as we share in keeping secrets of Silent Earth, colon three. <laughs> he said colon. Ish. She farted in class and he got a boner. Not related, but both funny. Um, uh. So moments before we hit record, Danny mm-hmm. confidently said we're both going to have the same number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our top five rankings of this album, that is yeah. that is incorrect. Don't change them. I no. I'm don't change the order. You're notorious for changing the order of your playlist. Nothing will be. No, that's okay. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. I. It is. Uh, it is four forty eight Mountain Time at five oh seven Mountain Time. I expect to. Throw my microphone across the room, the cord like ruining the USB ports of my computer as it like rips out the adapter. The microphone will go smashing into my closet mirror door, and this podcast will be over. Danny has come unprepared. Also, <laughs> he's come uh, unremorseful. He's come unsans cardigan, which means he is wearing a cardigan. Hell yeah, I am. This is going to be... We were both, I think, very prepared for the second stage episode. I feel pretty prepared for this episode. Danny was... Danny needed a five-minute buffer to listen to his favorite songs and figure out what he wants to talk about. <laughs> I'm, I am very confident in the things I want to talk about. But I wanted to have some timestamps so I didn't have to dick around during the actual record. Like like dicking around like you were doing like apparently the two weeks prior to recording this episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Man, I Oh, I'm I'm so sorry that I've I've just been so busy with, you know, editing and uh making uh all these images and I just you know, I'm I've just been dicking around. Exactly, you sp- <laughs> you spend more you spend more time promoting the content that we don't create. <laughs> I have so many coheed images ready, and weren't I haven't even edited the first episode. It's like I have, I'm like, not even done editing Get Up Kids. I have like seven band shirt designs for bands that don't exist. But boy, if they ever do, Ooh. got these shirts ready. You so we we are. I'm I'm not going to change my order. My order is locked in. I okay. I know what your number one is, obviously. You'll, you'd be surprised. Do you think I'll be surprised? Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> um, so your number one is my number two, and uh, <laughs> I do I do have quite I do have notes and timestamps for that song, but my first note on that song is: Is it worth having timestamps for this one? I know Danny will have fifty. Ooh, whoops. My bad. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> um, yeah, my number one is uh, track one, The Ring in Return. <laughs> the best song on this album. Uh, the Ring in Return, iRobot. Here, listen. Hold on. Hold on. Listen to this part real quick.
Isn't that great? <laughs> the part that the listeners hear is the parting of two podcast co-hosts. <laughs> oh, Danny got sad. <sighs> Danny, before we uh, apparently continue with this like angry episode. <laughs> we did the same thing last time. We were all mad at each other at first. We were? Yeah. I don't remember. See, we fucking make up and it's okay. It's true. It's true. I I have... So you were picking up your son from school mm-hmm. not that long ago, and it, it had me thinking, like, I'm how, how far away is the your school or his school from your house? Uh, about 10 minutes or so. A 10-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty substantial. That's a, that's a, that's not a nearby school. Um, yeah. What is, and this, this may never come up because you live in suburban sprawl, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if this would be possible, but... What is like the age distance meridian for letting Han walk to school? Like how old would he have to be and how close would the school have to be? Like right now, if the school was next door and Mm -hmm. Han is six, seven, 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 he's seven, he could walk next door. He could walk next door. Now, if as a seven year old, if they, if the school was, he would have to cross any streets. Could he walk to school? I'm going to say no. Okay. Now, if he was 10 and he had to cross a street, would he be able to walk to school? Wait. Is this like... So a street is like... Is he, the, no, is, is he out of my vision? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose so. You're not like standing outside your house in like binoculars watching him okay, okay. disappear over then, the horizon. Then no. Okay, so so what's that age then where he could walk, you know, even just a couple blocks down the street to get to school? For me, when he's, I don't know, probably mid-teens or so. So like 14? 14, 13, 14, somewhere in their early mid-teens. I would say 13 is the earliest teen you can be. It's true, it's true. If If we're asking Amanda, my wife... Uh, probably 18. Jesus. She is, she, she is, she is very paranoid about, I thought that would be you. I would have guessed you would be the paranoid one. I'm pretty paranoid too, but like, so for example, at his school, he, they have like this little half circle that you can, parents can drive in and drop their kid off. Right. Mm -hmm. I would be okay pulling into that half circle, stopping, letting him get out and walk up to the school so long as I could continue to see him and I would wait until he got in. Okay. Uh, Amanda would never do that. Wow. She would have to park and walk and walk him up to school, which is what I do every day for her comfort. You walk Uh, with him? Yes. Yeah. And I will until he refuses to let me. Hopefully that soon for his sake. Whatever. I mean, he's seven years old. He still likes me. So, you know. The, but yeah, Amanda is Amanda's like crazy paranoid about this this kind of child abduction and shit like that. Which is understandable. I would say sure. as a parent, you should be anti-child abduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is easier for me to say as a non-parent and a mm-hmm. hopeful never parent. We'll see after uh, December. Yeah, let me let me well, I'm I'm hoping after December that that even like furthers my argument. Um <laughs> But let's say the 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 seed of a battle 
has been planted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I do think, just kind of philosophically, and again, it's easy to be idealistic when I don't actually have a kid to worry about. Sure. I think there's some value in some some free-range parenting. Yes, agreed. And so how do you find that... Like, how, how are you able to sprinkle that in? Now, I, like, obviously, Han kind of, you know, he's... When you're in the podcast chamber, he's the man of the house. But, yeah, so h- how do you, like, balance that? He, I mean, he and Lhasa, too, kind of do their own thing most of the time. I'm around, Amanda's around, and, you know, we'll do something together every once in a while, but... I'd say the majority of their days are spent doing their own thing. Are spent neglected. Neglected. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously I'm here and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm feeding them and, you know, flipping them the bird every once in a while. And <laughs> Loss is doing it right back to me. <laughs> it's, it's really hard, man. Because like Amanda talks about how, you know, when she was a kid, they would they would just like walk this long distance down to the convenience store as kids by themselves and, you know, buy some fucking candy or a Slurpee or whatever and then walk back home. And like I grew up in the country-ish type area. So when I was a teen, like in junior high, uh, I got a dirt bike like motorcycle dirt bike and uh, I skateboarded. And so my friend Todd and my friend Irwin, we would hang out. We all had these little dirt bike things and we would just ride our dirt bikes all over rural Elk Grove for like hours. And like, there's no cell phone or, you know, my parents just assumed I was somewhere. And then I came home and I don't know that I or Amanda will be able to handle anything like that. But don't you think that those experiences, those afternoons, days, hours Mm -hmm. going by, yeah, like obviously it would not be a good thing if something terrible happened to you. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. don't you think that you're now on the other side of it, that was a very good thing? Like it was a good experience? Yeah, I think it was. There's just no structure to it you know like it's not like going over to a friend's house and i know you know like i would in like elementary school i would go over to my friend frankie's house and like my mom or dad would drop me off and they knew i was at frankie's house and we would run amok on his rich ass property (laughs) and then uh but then like when i was in junior high and older like my parents had no idea where I was and I don't know if I'd be comfortable with, with that. Like if Han or Lhasa, you know, wanted to go to a friend's house or, you know, when they become teenagers, if they want to go to a concert or they want to go to fucking football games or some bullshit, like I'd be okay with that. Cause I knew in general where they'd be and that kind of thing. But the, the kind of like free range, like, Okay, make sure you're home before dark. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. But as you well know, there's those times where you say you're at Frankie's and you're not. I never did that. My sister did, surprisingly. 
Why is that surprising? Was she the good kid? She was the good kid. But you weren't really a bad kid. I wasn't a bad kid. I never got in trouble. I never, I've never done any drugs or drank alcohol. <laughs> like, I did rarely ever got. Oh, in so trouble. so all people who do that are bad. No. Wow. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> because when I come to your house in a month, uh-huh. I'm getting your kids drunk. <laughs> and you're going to have no idea where we are. God damn it. Han, take the wheel. Just going to be tearing up Sacramento. Lassa, pass back that Jim Beam. <laughs> Can't wait. Anyway. We We done? Yeah. See you later? No, we've got like two more hours at least to talk about Coheed. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. This is going to be a long one, though. Yeah. Maybe not because I thought you had notes. Danny, uh, last last week you said that In Keeping Secrets, your favorite Coheed album. That is true. My is it like a favorite. runaway winner? It is my go-to Coheed album. It is the only one I have really thought about a lot in the past, you know, uh, 18 years that it's been out or 17 years or however long it's been out. Far and away, it's my favorite. However, I don't think it's the best Coheed album. Okay, yeah. I I, I kind of see where you're going. I think there's... It's a little more hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I would say it's even more hit and miss than Second Stage, perhaps. There are tracks on here that... I wouldn't find myself skipping on a regular basis, but if I was really not in the mood, I could skip some tracks on this album. Yeah, I, I bet you we have those same tracks. Um, mine are marked. So I have I have my top five. Mm-hmm. I have three glaring omissions. Okay. And really one is kind of, mm, is this glaring? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I have... Uh, some others that are in the category of, I still don't know how I feel about these, but they were never in consideration for the top five. And the reason I hesitate to say this is my favorite Coheed album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, still my favorite. Still my favorite. Because the majority of the album is fucking flawless. It was the first time Coheed really <laughs> came into their own. You know what I mean? Like, this is the first time Coheed was Coheed for an entire album. Sure. I mean, it's it's much proggier mm-hmm. than second stage. The and it's backed by better production. Mm-hmm. Um, they got you know an amp with more than one six inch speaker. <laughs> yeah, all of second stage was recorded off of one of those amps you clip to your belt. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. They just put they put a, a Mr. Microphone up to <laughs> that. <laughs> or a, a uh, it was a long recording process because the recorder they used was a yak back. <laughs> you get six Fucking seconds. Back. Six seconds. You gotta you gotta then put that to tape and record the next six seconds. Oh, my do you God. remember the yak back? I do remember that. <laughs> I had one as like a you know six year old or whatever. The, I remember it being a cool looking design. I'm gonna. Pull up the yak back right now. Yeah. Also, am I going to buy a yak back? No. Maybe. What? It just took me to yappy.com, Y-A-P-P-I.com, an online community for Ohio high school sports. No, thank you. <laughs> yak back. There was also, there was the yak back. Yeah. 
Look at that. Vintage 1994 Yak Back, $50 on eBay. Ooh, worth it. Oh, do you remember the Talk Boy? Made famous via Home Alone, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, But the Yak Back, yeah. Holy smokes. The Yak Back SFX. Oh, I think I had one of these. Because I remember there was buttons that would like... I'm going to send you this link here. Okay. Ooh. Oh, this is on their Reddit. uh, R Nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had this because it has the record and the play buttons, but then it has a lightning button, a splat button, uh, drums, music, and so it'll just play like little samples. But I don't know what the point of it is. It's not like you couldn't put that under your recording or anything. Well, let's get Claudio on and, and see how he did it. The uh, the button that's the smiley face is where he goes, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ha, ha's on both of these albums, he by does. the way, that we've done. He does. <laughs> anyway, In Keeping Secrets, my favorite. I remember when I bought it. I remember going to Dimple Records on Arden Way, where you and I used to work. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, uh, couldn't find the album. Said, went up to the counter <laughs> oh, and yeah. said, have I told you this story? Yes. it's You were infuriated and was it's infuriated. infuriating. <laughs> yes. I was mad because I couldn't find the album. And I said, hey, do you have, uh, excuse me, do you have the new Coheed and Cambria's uh, In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth, colon three? Do you have that record? Oh, you do. You do. Metal. You have it in the metal section? Just give me the record and give me my free t-shirt. No, size small, thank you. Size small. You're you're clearly a medium. I said small. (laughs) The guy was like, what are you, like, you're one of those medium guys, huh? I was like, no, small, bitch. (laughs) I'm a small bitch, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember who you were talking to? I think... He still worked there when I started it, and I believe his name was Dan Yol. Hmm. Yeah, sound, sounds like trouble. Yep, yep. Can't trust him. But yeah, I remember that. It was great and loved it ever since. The only Coheed album also that I own on vinyl. Hmm. Have they done like repressings of Second Stage and they Four? They have done one goddamn pressing of Second Stage and... I had it, Dante. I had it in my like, hands. And I decided to uh, and then what happened? set it aside while I was working and didn't buy it that day. And I'm pretty sure that was the time I got written up for hanging onto records that I wanted to buy in the cage because I was receiver. And uh, Lex oh. told on me. And it went out on the floor Lex. and somebody bought it. And now it's like $300 on on a discogs. Wow. To buy that record. Uh, also didn't buy, uh, four, four. I didn't buy four. I had that one in my hands on record store day and decided I didn't want to spend that much money, uh, on this record that I didn't really like. And Hey, guess what? Huh? I regret it (laughs) because I love that album. The, the second stage, it was a repressing? No, it was the first time it had been pressed on vinyl, I believe. And it came okay, with so a bonus 7-inch with Elf Tower. 
So there's only one version of Second Stage on vinyl. I believe so. I mean, they did multiple colors, and like I think there was a exclusive cover. Um, this was, I believe, around the time of Never Ender when that happened. Okay. Didn't get it. It's really expensive online. Next year, I think, is the 20th anniversary, and I really hope they do a new pressing because I want to own that shit. Is, do you think that's a financially viable thing for them to do? Because it seems like it, it's, it's a fairly niche consumer group that's going to be yeah that on vinyl. Yeah. It'll sell out. Like, especially if they do a limited amount, it'll sell out very quickly. But I don't know. I don't know if they will. And if they do it limited, that means it's going to be very expensive, I imagine. Probably. I'd, I'd pay 50 bucks. Okay. For that. Especially, especially if it had, uh, you know, bonus stuff. Well, they they did a like a deluxe version the CD. of the CD, yeah. with, which had Elf Tower and some demos yeah. that were like meh. Yeah. Like yeah. now, again, I will I'll go to bat for Elf Tower. Sure, sure. Um, but the demos were like meh. Yeah, I'd, they're fine. The the actual songs better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of actual songs, yeah. Should we listen to some actual songs? Let's do it. Uh, who went first last time? I believe I did. Okay. Well, then I will go first this time. My number five. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, I, I just want to say, I know your number one. You know my number two. Okay. If I if your number one is not my number one, then I have a feeling I also know what your number one is. I want you to like write that down, and so like you can like prove. Because okay. I don't think you do. Okay. I really don't. And I feel like... Because I think our number one and number two are the same. Maybe not in the same order, but I think they're the same. I don't think so. Okay. I hope I hope so. I was surprised last time that we both had Time Consumer as number one. That was very... I would not have been surprised if Time Consumer was not on your list. So I, I, I have a guess as to what your number two is. Mm-hmm. Will you write that down for me? <laughs> sure. But, so we had four of our five were the same on second stage. I know. I was surprised. I think we're going to have far, I think it's going to be, part of me wants to say three matching, but I'm going to say two. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at as well. Two or three. Uh, But I also think we've omitted the same songs. Hmm. And this is only, what, an 11 track album? Yeah. Well... Get ready to be uh, maybe surprised or perplexed as to why I picked this song. Camper Valorium 3, Al the Killer. I'm not perplexed, but I am surprised. Okay. Yeah, perplexed probably isn't the right word. The The main reason I have always really liked this song mm-hmm. is because this is the first song I ever listened to where I noticed that they switched time signatures. 
that you noticed Coheed specifically switched any time signatures band. or any, any band. band? Okay, wow. Any band, yes. Very cool. This is early um, in my days of because, like, you know, I grew up playing punk and like anything other than four four is like, you know, another language. Well, and and true punk isn't played in any time signature. Ooh, wow. <laughs> what do we think that means? <laughs> uh, you have to be a true punk to know. And then, like, I figured out what, like, 6-8 is, I think. And then... That wasn't actually a thing until Blink-182 came around. That's until true. Until Blink-182's California. <laughs> that was the... That's, they discovered 6-8. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Uh, and so, yeah, I was, I was, like, learning how to count, like, different time signatures and was like, oh, my God, they switch in the middle. Can you do that? Is that allowed to have two time signatures in one song? Mom! <laughs> Mom, get in here! Yeah, so that was like the main thing with this song is there's two time signatures. It's fun to be like, I don't know, to count along. Like this part's this way and this part's this way. And uh, the, the verse voices are extra creepy. They are extra creepy, and that's I actually did not like this song when at first because oh, really? it was like too scary, too scary for you. <laughs> There's probably blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk about killing white girls. That part is kind of boy. If he had to do it over again, would we express ourselves in a different way, Claudio? Uh, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I I realize it's a it's a character, mm-hmm. uh, but when you have a bunch of people singing back at you, <laughs> yeah, die white girls. Like, well. We'll get to another example of that next week, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, no, but I, I do like the song now and I, I like that, that main riff. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like, yeah, kind of like filthy and unsettling in a yeah, cool way. Yeah, it really is. And the transition is always fun to kind of like air drum along to. So let's listen to that really quick. <laughs> the backing vocals on the chorus too they're kind of like coheed always has like these weird backing vocal screams i feel like that's something they're i don't know they're that's something that i think of when i think of coheed is like their backing vocal screams are very different i think in the i mean obviously they do some overdubbing with claudio's voice Mm -hmm. but i think a lot of those screams in the first two records at least were mike the bassist I, I think so, yeah. Like, he does the FBI and everything mm-hmm. evil, mm-hmm. and, um, oh, God, what what else? I don't know. I don't what, think um, I've ever listened to that album before. <laughs> shit, what's the song that ends? Oh, wait, wait hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, Hearshot, at the very end of Hearshot. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Scream's there, I think that's him as well. Yeah. And it, it was one of those things where I was like, I because so many bands were trying to scream mm-hmm. then and, and a little after in, into that, like, sort of the commercial wave of emo. Yeah. Screamo. Um, 
And I was like, is this good screaming or not? Like, I don't know how to differentiate. Yeah. Um, but I'm, also part of that was second, the production values we keep talking sure. about second stage. But I, I really like that it's not like, you know, a quality scream or whatever. I, it adds more character to it for me. I agree. Yeah. And character is what Coheed is all about. Oh my God, Dante. Huh, did, you what, watch, what, what? did you watch any of the video videos that I sent you? Not the you ones like about playlist. the Amory Wards. Oh no. my God. <laughs> That's too much, man. How, how, how many hours were spent watching those? It, I mean, each one is like 15, 20 minutes. Like they're not that long. They're really okay. brief, like overviews, but I am fucking hooked, man. I'm so pissed that I don't have the comics anymore. The one for um, album four. Why do I keep forgetting the the subtitle of that? Good Apollo. Good Apollo four from Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Yes, thank you. Uh, I had that original comic, uh, and I sold it to Beer's Books in Sacramento years ago, and now sold it for beer. I sold it for beer, and now it's like two or three hundred dollars on eBay to get a copy of that again. Really? Yeah. So I'm One mad. second. <laughs> Dante is running to see if he has Coheed Comics somewhere. One hour later. Was that your mom? That was my mom. Oh. Yeah. Mom of the pod. She's married, Dante. Okay. <laughs> I know, to her work. <laughs> She's a modern woman. Oh. So, I found some things. Okay. Let's see. Can we do a little pod show and tell? Yeah. So the the one I think you might be most interested in is, this is not a uh, comic book. It is the November 2005 issue. Alternative Press. Of Alternative Press. Nice. Uh, at the top, it is the Defenders of Faith, Christian Punks Speak Out. Oh my with, God. With Under Oath, Reliant K., as I Lay Dying, good guys from what I hear. Oh, yeah, especially the singer. Good Charlotte and more. Good Charlotte? They were Christian punk. I didn't know that, actually. You're never going to believe this, but I never fucking have seen any of those pages. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What's at the bottom here? Plus, Mest, Atmosphere, Armor for Sleep, Horror Pops, Va or Vox, and mm-hmm. Anna Paquin. What the fuck? <laughs> Interesting. Was that a band or they're just doing a, <laughs> an interview with uh, Fly Away Homes and a <laughs> Holy smokes. I cannot believe I have not opened this in so long. Just. Oh my God, that hair. God. Look at this, man. See, that's Ooh. the kind of shit I was expecting to see when we listened to a funeral for a friend. Yeah. Fucking 05, so this was my junior year of high school. A a two-page advertisement for Under Oaths. They're only chasing safety. They're only chasing shitty, yep. Pretty good. Let's see. Holy shit. Cartel. Cartel. I never listened to them. Shoegaze Girlfriend brought them up a couple days ago. Uh Uh-oh. I see an MCR. Oh, two-page spread. Oh, wow. It's um, 
some some CD DVD combo is mm-hmm. in stores plus tour dates. Um, there's there's our boys Coheed. Josh, God, look how cute Josh is here. Look at that guy. Aww. What a guy. What a cutie. Just thinking about that snare drum. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. Wait, I thought it said page 188. It does say page 188. Appar- apparently, I removed these pages. Uh-oh. Were they uh, affixed to your wall? Did you paste uh, them believe- to the refrigerator door? Yes. <laughs> then I couldn't get it off. <laughs> Mom was pissed. There's a... Uh, Oh, nice. With our favorite axe. Yep. The body spray. (laughs) By the way, all these pages, dog-eared, as you can see. (laughs) What a fucking nerd. Like, I wouldn't be able to find it in (laughs) a magazine. More. Wow. More Claudio. Um, Oh, but on this page, Hawthorne Heights. Hey there. Debut full length out now. Um, but Danny, that's, that's not why we're here. Yeah. Um, I also have that issue <laughs> unopened. <laughs> I have an, uh, Amory Wars sketchbook. Oh, nice. Just, uh, that's character cool. design yeah, cool. and whatnot. The artwork got a lot better because when I got those first comics, the artwork was really shitty. So here is the Amory Wars one of five. I got this in Sacramento. Ooh. Nice. Oh, look at that shit, eh? Yeah. Signed by Claudio. Wow. Uh, I mean, so they told me. Claudio. Got this. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, t- you, tell, you tell me when I can make some money off something okay. here. Because I will that sell one, it you in. you might be able to. Because that's an original, I think. Yeah. Because I had that one. Uh, let's see. This one is three of five. Nice. I uh, got another one. Cool. Uh, Jesus Christ. Got another one. Two of those. Three. Got three? another one. What? I don't know. <laughs> got one of these. Nice. I guess. Got one of these. Cool. What is this? This is uh, maybe the oh, novelization. See, that's the one I had, and that one's worth a lot of money. Even though it's open? Yeah. And uh, fairly dusty? <laughs> as long as it's not fairly jizzy, I think you're okay. Can't. Yeah, who knows why these pages are stuck together? <laughs> I really like the art in those. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's very interesting. Spooky. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll sell this then. Don't sell it. Why? Don't what am I going to do with it? Sell it. Save it for your children. My children. Yeah, children. that one. See, I didn't like the artwork back then. Yeah, those it was very... Originals. Very weird, but I can't remember. Did I already show? Did I already sh- lift one of these up? No, you did not. Man, you have okay. so many. I, I, I'm surprised. I do not I remember. Would not be mad if you brought those with you and and left them at <laughs> your place. I mean, yeah, especially with all these duplicates. Like Jesus, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, did I that one? So I have duplicates of that. Yeah. <laughs> did I already show this one? You, you did show that one, so you might have two of those. Did I already show this one? Uh, I think so, yeah. Wait a minute. Did I put this back down or... <laughs> hold on. Wait, hold on. Oh, yep. Okay, apparently I have two of these. <laughs> what the fuck, Dante? 
This one's got a little bit of spinal damage, though. Spinal damage. Uh, if uh, if you bring your duplicates with you, I will give you some money for them. Okay. Well. I mean, not as much as you're going to get on eBay, but. Oh, because you're my friend, I'm supposed to give you some sort of discount over this thing I wouldn't even know I had unless you made me look for it. I've been itching for my Starbucks order to be under $20 so I can uh, use this. So I'll save this for you, buddy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sold even a for little, what? It's even a little sweaty. Sold for that 20 minus the cost of your Starbucks. I'll take it, you know, like. Thirteen eighty for for whatever here is, is good. All right, uh, Dante, Are what's we, your number five song? Um, my number five song. Across the floor in the hangar where we drove the drill. Across the sea to the mouth of your confession. Think of all the things we put him through in the three evils embodied in love and shadow i like it i do too i like it more <laughs> Is, than you do oh interesting <laughs> that's good um yeah it my my number five it, it, it could have been number four sure sure could it have been number three only on your list okay <laughs> it's your number three it's my number three yes okay well let's get into it yeah the or uh coed's got some pop punk chops yeah they do this is like this is like if they had spent a little more time writing 33 yeah 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 sure i like how it's like it starts with a very familiar pop punk Mm -hmm. chord progression Mm -hmm. but then the the vocal melodies are very clever and unpredictable um and the the song kind of it has this unconventional structure where it's like everything's like two bars Okay. It's yeah, like two yeah. bars of this, two bars of this, yeah. then back to this, back to this, and Especially it's like the end. Wait, oh yeah. Well, the ends in like yeah, it kind of goes off into a more coheed mm-hmm. direction. But even the like poppy part of the song is it, it's always changing. You're not sure what's a verse or a pre-chorus yeah. and all of that. So first couple things are like the lyrics of this song: "Across the floor, in the hand of where we drove the drill." A cautious mm-hmm. ear to the mouth of your confession. Like these lyrics are ridiculous and I love them. And he fits them and into he fit, he like this says, he head says bobby. them so fast. When there's no blind in this man of what could once be Sever the limbs of his torso and sleep and burn what remains so the world may now see. No longer will we wait for your Oh, what a bop for the kids. It's, Let's sever off it's those such a bop. You'll listen to Reason with your head down in the dirt. <laughs> I, I won't play it now since you, you, you played essentially the same part, but when he says, uh, think of all the things you did before, uh, write them in a letter that says reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those, like those weird types of phrases, and it's it's the same part as um, that goodbye line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just they pack in such crazy information, and in a song like this, it's like 
it's like so dark, yeah, but yeah. the the music is so it might as well be a good Charlotte song. Yeah, yeah, especially when we get to the very last lines of this song. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to keep playing a little bit more. You listen to me. He's on while your face down in the dirt. I just love this like kind of simple little palm muting part where it's like kind of fun and the ridiculous lyrics that are sound all happy but are talking about holding someone's face in the dirt or whatever it's great i, I mean i guess we could really just play this whole song we could. and like i so i don't want to get too repetitive uh so i'll skip a couple timestamps. i i want to play the where it kind of gets a little heavier at 215 okay That's Mike again on the on the screams, yep. and it, it's a scream that leads into the next song on the album, mm-hmm. which may or may not be on a, either of our lists. We'll see. We'll and we'll then see. I, I love the uh, just the like the thud of the tom in that fill. It, I mean, it's, it's a super simple fill, but the, his toms on this album really, really like resonate mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I just I love the tone of his drums. And just a very cool part to throw into a, you know, you have the screaming with Claudio's pretty vocals yeah. to throw into a, a essentially a pop punk song. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good stuff. And then that leads into... On the wrong way out, on the causeway to nowhere. Love that last part of the phrase, just that like power chord. Uh, it's a riffle. It's not quite a riff, <laughs> but it's like it, it just had that cool little strum pattern, yeah. and it, it it breaks it up from being just straight, you know, four four down strumming. That part always weirded me out because it sounds like, and maybe he does say he say he says on the wrong way out on the causeway. It sounds like nowhere. I always thought it was neverwhere. Well, yes, and he it definitely sounds like Neverwhere on the last time he says mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's saying Neverwhere every single time mm-hmm. or if it's like three times Nowhere and the last one is Neverwhere. Mm-hmm. But that's just such a Claudio thing of like, what the fuck is Neverwhere? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Something in space. Yeah, it, it's how David Cross identified in Arrested <laughs> Development. yes. But it, it's it's a very, it's something where, like, you know, 15 years ago, I would have been like, no, you guys, hey, girlfriend, it's <laughs> never where. Like, it's a very important coheed thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then my my last timestamp is 310. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to take us all the way through the different parts of this stupidly catchy ending. 
Those licks are so good. So good. It's They're just like tossing off all these catchy parts left and right. And it's ridiculous. And I love it. And there's one more that had a disclaimer in the lyrics. but uh, I, I was going to mention that as well. Yeah. yeah. Not on Apple Music, though, because Apple Music doesn't care. Fade out that catchiness, singing about murder. It's great. Now, see, I took it as suicide. suicide. Yeah, yeah. I might still have this CD, actually. Um, but I, I remember, like, looking at this when I had it, you know, in junior year of high school. And it was something like, you know, these lyrics, you know, are part of a story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't do it. Yeah. I've got, uh, you want me to go weird. grab the record? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that was my last note. The, just the catchiest, most fucked up lyrics I've ever written. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So my number four. Listen to the world that I'm the outside pressing Cuts marked in the March of Men. Number four. Wow. Dante, I'm surprised. Dante had a very surprised look on his face. Because I was surprised. He, he was surprised, folks. He was surprised. I love the vocal delivery, like, right out of out of the gate. That's why I played a little extra than what we've been doing. Yeah. The song is cool. Did it make it into your top five? Or is this a glaring omission? Number three. Number three. Yay. Yeah. So we just flip-flopped our... Oh, wait, no. I played my fifth. Yeah. I have not played my fourth yet. Okay. Oh, I should have um, had you go with your fourth. Wait, no, this is my fourth. <laughs> Never mind. We'll figure this out by uh, No World for Tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Yeah, the, the, the vocals are very... I would say that the biggest thing, more so than the production, more so than the instrumentation, the way the lyrics on this album are presented mm-hmm. and maybe written mm-hmm. are a noted improvement over second stage. Yes. And it's, it's the, the storytelling becomes so much more apparent and interesting. Something we can stop, but wish that they could kill. You're the answer to their prayers. In your last hour stand, you'll notice the one that you had loved in dreams is here among the others. played through like three of my timestamps. Um, I love the way he says answers answers to the by their prayers. He gets a little like the same little waveriness he got in the last album too on that one part. You know the one part of the last album. <laughs> yep, yep. Um and then leading I guess it's a pre-chorus into the chorus. 
really fun kick work, and I like it. And you like I it? I do. Well, <laughs> if you want more of this analysis, please sign up for our Patreon. Um, well, Danny, we I, pay you $5 a month. <laughs> and somehow our, our listenership goes down. Um, at, at 40 seconds there, I, I really like, again, yeah, it's kind of the pre-chorus, right? Where he says, the one you had loved in dreams is here among the others. Mm-hmm. Like the, the kind of pacing of that delivery is really cool. And then he says, uh, what chase it's you, I want yeah. right before it gets into the course that, uh, we are introduced to another first name. Mm-hmm. I believe we forgot about chase. I, I had no idea that he was saying chase until, uh, well, I found out who, about Chase in watching those videos breaking down oh, the story. Oh, sure. Uh, and yeah. then uh, read, reading through the lyrics, I was like, oh, Chase, I know who that is, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be wanted. And then then we get into the course. Um, the, the, I love the lead lick of the course, that like high... Um, like hammer on pull off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's almost like a Tom DeLong type of yeah, yeah, yeah. lick. I don't think I like. It took me a few years with this song to even like really like notice it, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. It's not like buried in the mix or anything. Yeah, it just fits so well. I remember going like, Evan, have you ever heard this? <laughs> and then like playing that part, and he, I believe, was also like, No, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I've never noticed that. And then of course the. What an insane line to have in your chorus. Hey, everyone, let's sing along to this catchy chorus. This comlink's lost its frequency. Here we go. Daddy, why should I spend any more time in a world that's going to end for you? I need you now more than I ever did. I'll have myself over That last line, here take me instead, mm-hmm. I'd rather not see her off alone, that hit me in my, you know, 16-year-old emo yeah, yeah, feelings yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day, um, which was one of the reasons this was always a kind of a emotional favorite of sure, mine. Sure, Fucking great. That lead is so, I mean, it's very of the time. You hear that kind of stuff on a lot of, a lot of bands in this genre, right? The, that pull-off. Tom DeLonge thing. Um, but yeah. No, you, you for sure genre the pull-offs in a lot of, in in bands a lot time of. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hate me. Uh, no, you're good, dude. We are tired. It's Friday. You've, you've had to have worked more than I have this week, but, and I'm tired, so. But yeah, it's fucking great. It's
a lot going on there. So so good. The um, it's a very busy part. Yeah, but like it, it's not like overwhelming not, yeah, or yeah, yeah. too much. The when like that drum beat mm-hmm. that it starts without the snare. It's just like the kick and the hi hat, yeah. and then it starts with like two snare hits, and then it comes in and like provides that um, that like backbeat or mm-hmm. whatever. Ooh, buddy. Yep. Yep. That his snare smacks. <laughs> Smacks. I forgot about smacks. <laughs> oh, it does. Throwback. It smacks. It slaps. Okay. So the the, I mean, we could talk more about that part, but that you you want to continue from where you're going because sure. I I love the 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 next part. We get into the deliver a favor mm-hmm. to my love, but he doesn't say deliver. He says deliver, er. Er. Mm-hmm. And then something I am embarrassed to say, I did not really notice or think to notice until now, the bass melody oh. during the deliver er, er, er part mm-hmm. is really fucking good. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea he was saying deliver either. I thought he was saying a favor until like... Well, he says deliver a favor to my love. Oh, see, I didn't even catch the deliver part. Like all these years, I was just... A favor, a favor. Oh. So like a favor twice is what I thought he was saying. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. A favor twice, Atlantic. Yes. Favor a favor tomorrow. It's what I thought he said until like I don't know yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> or tomorrow. Sorry, it was tomorrow. <laughs> I don't. Um, I didn't hear the bass. I mean, I'm listening on an iPhone speaker, so like, yeah, it's just going like do 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 do. Like it goes, it goes like a little bit higher, uh-huh. um, and it just adds another because like the the guitar is like super like you know, distorted and kind of doing the same thing. And the bass is allowed to explore and add the melody a little bit there. Um, It's, it's maybe just something bass players would understand. (laughs) Um, Officially a bass player. Still knows two bass lines, (laughs) but this, this boy, this index finger is really, it's it's really rough. So still plucking away. And that's pretty much all I got there. Okay. okay. Um, seeing that that's the end of the song, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you're you're number four, my number three. Yeah. What do you got for number four, buddy? A song that I so so based off of some something you said earlier. I don't think you're gonna have my number four on your list. Hmm. Okay. But I've been surprised before. Mm-hmm. Number four. Off of 2003's In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth, colon, three. From Coheed and... (laughs) Cambria. Don't make fun of me. Your eyes tell the stories of a day you 
Flavor House Atlantic, my number four. Dante, I could never make fun of you. That's not I know, I know. Not for picking that song, though. You were doing, like, little (laughs) jack-off motions. uh, If it's just a little. To indicate the size of my (laughs) ding-dong. And I believe that was to make fun. Or you just think that's what all penises look like. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like, mine looks like that. Everyone has to, right? Um, ooh, to, to be able to think my body was normal and everyone was, <laughs> everyone else's was the same. What, what a treat that mm-hmm. would be. Uh, did a favor house make your list? It did not. I would put it number six or seven though, because it's a great okay. fucking song. This is good. We can blow through this track then. Mm-hmm. Um, every part of this song is perfect yes. right where it needs to be. There's nothing there, like no notes, nothing to change. Mm-hmm. It maintains an awesome pace from beginning to end. It's the reason I'm into the band. I, I told the story of hearing the song on the way to my grandfather's mm-hmm. uh, in our previous Coheed episode. It's really the only Coheed song Shuge's girlfriend cares about. <laughs> what what more can yeah. I say? Yeah. It's great. It's perfect beginning to end. Yeah, that's what I said so far. Yep. Do you want me to send you my <laughs> other bullet points on this song think, so you could just repeat Did you them? hear this first on your way to your grandpa's house? Is that a joke because he's dead? You're just trying to bring up my dead grandpa for no reason? <laughs> my grandfather was killed by a sniper. You know that. He had a good eye, though. Well, until it was shot by the sniper. <laughs> Blew out the back of my grandfather's skull. Yep, yep. Hey, Mom, hope you're listening. <laughs> Is that Grandpa Dante? No, he's still alive. Oh, okay. This was Grandpa Jeffrey. Oh. Danny. Hi. Could I invite you to a watch <gasps> together? Yes, please do now. Uh, hold on. I got I to gotta pick a name. Oh, my God. What? What? You talking to Ben? I can't see you right now. Why can't you see me? Because oh. I pulled up my text message thing because I'm waiting. All right. Ready? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Dreamboat. I know. How familiar are you with this video? I've seen it like once or twice. Oh, wow. Okay. This is actually, I still, I maintain this is still their best video. It's much better than the last video we watched. (laughs) And it's better than the next one we'll watch. Okay. This one isn't so much a big swing and a miss. Yes. It's kind of cheeky, pokes fun at itself. Yeah, yeah. This was back when, like, back. 80s nostalgia was just kind of coming into fashion. This is maybe not aging so well, what is about yeah. to happen here. Yep, yep. He kind of looks like uh, Fat Mike. From no Who's that? The singer of No Effects. No, no, I'm sorry. Who looks like Fat Mike? Uh, oh, Claudio with his hair back. Oh, gotcha. This aged fine. <laughs> yeah. I love this face Josh makes here, though. Oh! <laughs> oh! Josh is definitely the cute one. Yeah, yeah. Claudio has his moments of being very cute. Oh, no, totally. He He's uh, 
a well put together man. Yeah. Yeah. He's very charming. Can write the hell out of a song too. Oh yeah. Well, at least he could. I think they kind of redeemed themselves, though, right? Sure. (laughs) Oh, man, Josh. I imagine Josh only says his name like he's a Pokemon. (laughs) Yes. Travis looks cool with the cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. That scene hair on that person. Yeah, on that person. Josh making his faces. Yeah. Drum face. I'm glad he he ditched the flying V. I've never been a big V fan. I've never held one, but it seems like the weight would be very weird. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played a Flying V? No, I've not. I've never played an Explorer either. I think I may be like, uh, shamefully, Josh, you cutie. <laughs> oh, Josh. Wearing an Atticus track jacket yeah. that I believe I owned. Oh. I believe I had that exact one. Stolen off of his back. Oh, I wish. <laughs> um, good video. Great yeah. song. I love the the end. The... What a way to end that song. <sighs> Danny. Time stamps for it? Nope. Oh, cool. Okay, so your number three is Three Evils. Yep. So go ahead with your number three, buddy. Well, my number three was your number four. Okay. Wait, what was your number four? My number four was uh, Cuts Marked in the March of Men. Yep. So why don't you get to your number, because your number two. Number deuce. The deuce. And okay, I, I have a prediction. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write my prediction on my phone. Okay. Because uh, th- this is where I think Just we're going to. text it to me and I won't look at the text. first time stamp <laughs> sure Let's oh boy see. we're doing a uh, eight seconds through yeah 805 <laughs> oh my god this song what a way to open an album i mean they did the same thing on second stage they opened with the best song on that album anyway they opened with one of the best songs a fucking eight minute opus that sets up this story and good. It's it's the album's opusing track. Yes, exactly. Good fucking God. I'm assuming this is your number one or number two. We'll have to wait and see. If it's not on your, your playlist, I'm going to be livid. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Calm down. Let's go to 20 seconds. Something that inspired me to do something similar on 
my band's album, second album, Feedback Ring Lead Thingy. Next note is 40 seconds. Hit it! Yeah, I, I love the, the feedback, like uh, lead or whatever you want to call it, that's happening and then just that hit into this amazing fucking riff that is the main riff of the song. Gorgeous. Is, is that the character from Everything Evil trying to get in? <laughs> yes, yes. Is that your neighbor in the garage? No, that's one of my children. Why are they in your neighbor's garage? <laughs> oh, I don't know. All right, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Okay, House of Pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I had this, an earlier version of this uh, part, but then it came to the second time this part comes around, and it's a little, done a little better. Anyway, 315. The truth be told, the We stopped at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, yeah no we finished at the exact same time. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. As always. So yeah, truth be told, the child was born, and then man, your own jackhammer. And I like on all the videos I've been watching of them playing this live. They always like pause the music there there, and everyone shouts it out. Did you watch that one? You watched the like bloopers video or whatever, right? I did. Yes. There's the the one time where he like throws his guitar down and just like sings the rest of the song without playing guitar. No, I, yeah. Did his like strap come off or I think his I, I strap was... came off or something. And then it looked like he was like throwing the guitar down or something like that. And then I think like a guitar tech or something like played the song in the back. Oh, really? I think so. I thought there was someone standing by the amp in the back. Oh, it looked like, like the guitar tech was like, here, take this one. And he's just like, ah. I, I, th- I, I thought Claudia was like frustrated because they couldn't get the guitar in working order or whatever. And Probably. so he was like, fuck it. I'll just sing. Yeah. It was awesome uh, though. Yeah. He's got good stage presence, even without a guitar. Yeah. Shuge's girlfriend. Uh, she asked like, she was like, is he, she was like, he seems like a big guy. Is he big? And I was like, no, not really. Maybe like five, eight, five, nine. Um, but he's like very like broad. He's got like mm-hmm. a big frame. Yes. Yes. And I think that that helps his stage presence. Sure, sure, sure. He's a sturdy man. Sturdy. The dirty sturdy. I just want to give him a hug. I have touched him. Have you? Yeah. Oh. I, uh, I don't know where it is. I don't think I have access to it, but I took a picture with him and my then high school girlfriend. Oh. 
Yeah. As opposed to my current high school girlfriend. <laughs> Uh, next timestamp is at two thirty. I don't know what I thought he was saying, but he's like breaking up words in this part. And I never knew that until today when I was sitting in my car a couple hours ago, taking notes on this song. So like you didn't know he was saying jealous envy. Like no, you, I had, I don't know what I thought he was saying, but I yeah. didn't know he was saying gel, less, <laughs> and o, ver, and a, he, wake. <laughs> I think listening to this album recently made me think that that type of stuff is what's missing from modern day Coheed. Mm, it's yeah, yeah, possibly they. It's a little less proggy in the the songwriting in the not always, mm-hmm. but like it's a lot just like we're gonna play these big chords four four in the chorus mm-hmm. and I'm gonna sing everything the same way every time through and it's just not as interesting. Yeah, yeah. This shit is like boy, you gotta be on your toes to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you really do. Well, we don't have to talk about this now, or we can wait for like the later episode or whatever, but have you listened to full like their last album that came out. Did you listen to it all the way through? No, I did not. Yeah, me neither. I, I listened to the single, I think. Why, why would I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious if there's any of that in there, though. Because it's not like this song was a single, so it's not like I would have heard this song, you know? Because their singles are... Well, no, I can't even say their singles are never the best songs because we just listened to Favorite House Atlantic. And that shit is gold. Was this album gold? I don't know. I don't even know if that song went gold. Well, Dante looks to see if this album went gold. Oh, sorry. I'm just Googling butts. What am I supposed (laughs) to be doing? For you, I'd do anything just to make you happy. You tell me that you're proud of me. For them, I'll kill anything. Cut the throats of babies for them. That whole part is great. All the f- little pinches, pinch harmonics, the hi-hat work is fucking great. I love the, ly- the lyrics and I love ending it with the breathiest, I love you too. Oh, I really need to learn how to play this song. I can mouth it with the best of them. Dude, you are so good at mouthing the mm-hmm. music to this song. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the like the intro, the intro and the like the big whoa riff, mm-hmm. super easy. Mm-hmm. The uh, the what first about the, part. Like, I do 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 do. Can you do that? I don't remember. No, I I totally am blanking on how that verse goes. But the verse is very weird. Oh really? Yeah. Well, but also I'm I can only think of the melody of cuts marked from the March of Men, <laughs> and that's really fucking me up. But it's just very. I remember like trying to learn how to play that again as like a sixteen year old, and yeah, just being yeah, yeah. like, "Who thinks in this way?" I know. I know. Like I was watching that that Ernie Ball video or whatever that was of him just like showing people how to play his guitar parts. And I'm just, how, 
how? How do you come up with this shit, man? Like, I've... Is that the one where he says he's not a very good guitarist? Yes, yes, yes. Fuck off. Seriously. Oh, by the way, um, just some record keeping here. In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 peaked at the U.S. Billboard charts as number 52 and number 5 on the U.S. Indie charts and is certified gold. Oh, good for them. One of two Coheed records to be certified gold. What's the other one? I guess I'll tell you next week. Ooh. Here's the crazy thing, though. Here, Here's a what, good what, look at what? the record industry. So uh, peak chart positions in Keeping Secrets 52 was its peak position. Yep. Pole position? That, that is the good. Um, that is the lowest position. Every, every album since then has peaked uh, much higher. Okay. Since then, it's been 7, 6, 5, 5, 9, 10, and 14. And only one of those has been gold. Huh. So you can have a a record that peaks at five. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the modern day, and it not get certified jack shit. Hmm. Just goes to show you. Just goes to show you something. Something. Well, I don't know what, but something. <laughs> so, something has been shown. Yes, yes. I love all the dynamics of this song. There we go, saying dynamics. We haven't had to say that in a while. I also didn't, I mean, I knew some fucked up stuff happened in this story. Uh, I didn't really know really anything that went on, though. I had heard a rumor that, like, Coheed and Cambria characters died. Didn't know they had to kill three of their children, though. Had to or got to? (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Uh, he's talking about did the children really understand the things you had to do to them or whatever? Yeah. I was like, I would like a timeout or something? Like, is that, that would happen? Yeah. Well, there's that, there's that bonus track on second stage called <clears throat> uh, Sit in the Corner for an Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed up by, th- well, he does, actually, wait, what song does he say, Think About What You've Done? I think that's on the next album. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Um, no, wait, that's on maybe No World. Is that Radio Bye Bye? What you've done. We'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I get can't to remember, it. but... But hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> this, this sucks. But all this is doing is making me go, uh, 18 years ago? Huh? Good job. Good job, buddy. Thanks, man. I feel like, is this the beginning of uh, my love for doom metal? Oh, wow. See, I never would have connected that. I didn't until like listening to these songs and like kind of. But Danny, this album does not belong in metal. I know, but maybe I was wrong. Maybe Dimple was right. No, no, no. That can't be true. (laughs) 
but yeah, it's, it's got that slow, doomy feel to it. And I, I never noticed until like recently, like making this playlist and listening really close to these songs. So I couldn't think of anything better, uh, you know, ever to say, but here's what I wrote in my notes. At 6.30, 6 minutes and 30 seconds, not 6.30 tonight. Uh, at 6 minutes and 30 seconds, just when you thought it couldn't get any more epic, Claudio is like, hold my dice. time that okay just when you thought it couldn't get any more epic claudio is like hold my lord of the rings dvd okay i'm gonna do some more just you know i'll pick one of these just when you thought it couldn't get any more epic claudio is like hold my original copy of the hobbit book book yeah just when you thought it couldn't get any more epic, Claudio was like, hold my Dungeon Master's Guide. <laughs> more, do more. Okay, okay. More. One more, one more. Just when you thought it couldn't get any more epic, Claudio was like, let me pause my Final Fantasy game. Let me no, let me don't turn it off. Let me pause Final Fantasy 7. I think that's one people like. Yeah, it's just like stopping the song and being like, "Hey, it's about to get even better." What a fucking flex, man. Bringing some synth in, having a creepy growl over man your own jackhammer. Dante, uh I'm afraid to ask this question. Yes, sir. Is this song in your top 5? Uh-uh. Thanks, everybody. See ya. How? 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 I stopped record. How? (laughs) Should I restart? Yes. From the top. (laughs) How? (sighs) Look, I loved, 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 loved. First of all, I I, I agree with everything you're saying about the song. Mm -hmm. This is the the second greatest song ever written. Yes. I tried to convince Colin of this. He was not convinced. He wanted to listen to uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. When I was like first into Coat Heed, this was certainly at the top of my list. I embraced and punished others with its (laughs) epicness. And it's not that I don't like it now, but I would rather listen to, I'd rather, there's five other songs I'd rather listen to. Okay. And... I, I don't know. I it's like, boy, do I want to 
do I want to put in the eight minutes into the song? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I well, that's fine. Um, quick question for you. Yeah. A dreadnought acoustic guitar. That's that's typically what we would be playing. Is that correct? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know anything about acoustic guitars. Here's how I feel about acoustic guitars in pretty much in general. I was watching a rig rundown of Coheed and Cambria's gear, um, mm-hmm. going through all the different nearly identical Explorer models that Claudio uses. <laughs> the guitar tech reaches for the acoustic. Fast forward. Fast forward. Okay, now we're back to electric guitars. We're talking to Travis now. Okay, cool. Yep, a bunch of nearly identical Les Pauls. Cool. Yeah, oh, I love that. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that one is a different color. Oh, you're picking ooh, up loud. an acoustic? No, no. Fast forward, fast forward. Okay, now we're... Lo- yeah, not a, not a fan. Um, but yeah, Danny, this song did not make my top five. It's... it's it, I just don't know that I have, like, the, the patience or that, like, uh, youthful enthusiasm for this as much as I used to. I still like it. I still recognize all the qualities that you say it has. What's your number two? Ooh. Oh, well, again, I'm going to play my number two and then just hand it, hand it over to you. Ooh, love that, Phil. No, so good. And all it is is like he changes his tempo on the floor tom. It's all one tom. Mm-hmm. It's just like two, and then he speeds it up. Yeah. It's like yeah. bet you there's a name for that. Probably. I don't know. It's just a single a single stroke roll, but like it, I don't know, goes from half notes to quarter yeah. or whatever. But um, how it ends, like each phrase, like he does that multiple times mm-hmm. when the singing comes in. Very cool. Um, so this is the greatest song ever written. I'll go ahead and mute my mic. Uh, again, my son, my son does not agree with me. He said, uh, he, I believe he said it was fine. And that he, he said, I know that you like this song, Aww. but it, it's, I, it's, I don't, I don't really like it. And then we watched a video of, uh, them playing this song live and uh, I was like, Han, do you want hair like that? And he said, no. I said, are you sure we could crimp your hair and make it real big? No, I don't want it. It's uh, talking about Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Travis with short hair, I think. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Do you want your hair to be like kind of like stringy and greasy? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of timestamps. I mean, I could just play the whole song, too, if you want. No, I don't want that. Um, though that would probably be faster than us stopping and starting and talking. And Okay, I'm actually going to jump all the way to 2.30. Whoa! So I don't know if... Wait, can I, can I, can I play one first, Yeah, then? please. All right, so this is at 49 seconds. Um, it's just like this like slow little guitar part. Um, and I, I like the use of open notes mm-hmm. or open strings here. I guess the same thing. Yeah. And how even though this is obviously a band that can do fancy and technical, that sometimes the right notes are just the right notes. Yeah. But you, you were my favorite. 
just bending the shit out of that last yeah. note. Yeah. Um, I'd play it for you, but, you know. I'd play that for you too, but uh, no one can play that. I don't even think Claudio can play it. I don't think. I don't think that's real. Yeah, yeah. That part was always for twenty straight years. That has blown my mind. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. I, I don't understand it. I love the the chuggy palm mute riff. It actually. Um, remember when we were talking about Thy Catafalque and we were talking about how that they had like a chuggy palm mute part on one of their songs, and I was like, it sounds like Coheed. This was the one I was I, thinking of. I don't really remember, but that's cool. Yeah, I love this the part of Pray You're Not the Only One. <laughs> so much shredding on this song. It's it's like if Frank Zappa was good. I don't think I never to Frank Zappa. Yeah, me neither, but I just know it's a bunch of crazy, weird yeah. guitar shit. Speaking of crazy, weird guitar shit... fucking insane shredding like it's not possible i see them do it live and i don't understand what they're doing this is not a misheard lyric but one that i will often sing incorrectly on purpose because i think it's funny oh farted (laughs) i farted three ways (laughs) now what are the what are the three fart languages (laughs) oh okay i gotta mute well what what? Where was that in the song? 344. Okay, I'm going to play right after that at okay. 352. Okay. Because remember, this is technically my song we're on. <laughs> no, this is mine. So he he says here, uh, the nuo that I love. Uh, uh, and then I really like the drums before it gets into the build. For you, the nuo that I love. Coheed does so many little parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There will be this eight-second snippet in like the that connects the first third to the second third. You never hear that snippet again. It's never repeated, mm-hmm. but it'll stick with you. You'll remember it. Yeah, and just yeah. little shit like that. I like they don't cut corners. They never like make it easy, but uh, it always works. Yeah, and the crowing might be the best example of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love the the drums there, just all the hi-hat play that's going on. I always love it when there's when there's drum beats where you're expecting a snare hit, but there's none. Yeah, it builds a little tension. Yeah, it builds that tension. I love it. It's great. But then- 
so much I can't not mimic that kick drum every single time and then we're talking about tension of uh, no snare tension of you're doing it this many times and then the, the next time you're only doing it and it, it freaks me out every time uh, I, I think this was way before I ever could sort of kind of say I played drums. Sure. Even now, it's tenuous. (laughs) But I had a buddy, Joe, who was a very good drummer in high school, and and we'd, I'd go over to his place, and, like, we would just jam out, and I was messing around on his drums, and, like, I figured out how to play this, Mm -hmm. and I would just, like, play this for, like, just that part for, like, five straight minutes, and he'd have to be, like, enough. (laughs) (laughs) But it's yeah, it's very fun to like getting that the drive yeah, of that kick. Yeah. Um, what was the the time signature there? I was at not signature. <laughs> I'm sorry, time stamp. Uh, I know, I know, we don't know the time signature. Uh, eighteen twelve, I think is time signature. <laughs> that was the year the song was written. Uh, Four forty six. I wanted to okay. include those. Did you's? Did you? Did you? Did you come clean? Okay. The, the last part I want to play is at 5.40. Um, a really small little detail here. I mean, it, we're getting into an obviously very cool part of the song, mm-hmm. but there's just this like palm mute strum pattern. Instead of it just going one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, it does like a one, two, and then like a really like fast yeah, little yeah. part. Um, I just want to play that okay. for all the nerds out there. I it's never noticed. But could you hear it? Yeah. Through that? Oh, yeah. I could hear it, and it, it's very cool. I didn't know that I could love this song any more than I already did. Wow. Yeah. We even yeah we got him closer to true love. Yeah. Couldn't find it with his wife or his first two kids, <laughs> but the more we talk about palm-muted power chords, <laughs> mm-hmm. we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was something I hadn't noticed until recently, yeah. and I was like, ooh, that's, that seems very cool. Yeah. Where are you at on your timestamp now? Around six minutes? That was, yeah, I paused at 5.51. Okay. Do you want to just play six minutes for me? More than uh, two simultaneous vocal melodies. 
Uh, would it be three? It would, would be, be three, three vocal be three. melodies. Okay. Good lord. Yeah. Claudio was cool. like, "Oh, you you like two vocal melodies? Hold my third. <laughs> uh, what's something else that's really nerdy that Claudio's probably into? I don't know. I'll just use one of the other ones I said earlier. <laughs> this song's amazing. I don't know why anyone continues to try and play any music, myself included, because uh, it doesn't get any better than this, no matter what your number one song is, which um, I'm going to do a quick guess. Should I text it to you or should I just say it? Sure, I'll just write it down on next to my other predictions. It's the light in the glass. The light in the glass. Should have known. It's, why? Why? Because <laughs> it's. I don't know. The, the song's fine. It's kind of long. And that's it's that's kinda, what I like. I like songs that are fine. It's kind of it's kind of long and boring. How long's in keeping secrets? Long and amazing. Okay. That well, <laughs> boring and amazing aren't uh, lengths. They're not units of measurement. <laughs> All right, so this one is nine by boring, and this one is, I'll round up to eight and amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not think this was going to be a popular pick. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is a song I'm always kind of compelled to sing along to. Uh, it's also one of the few, maybe the only, aside from June song, which was a recent development mm-hmm. that I can play beginning to end. On your electric um, guitar specifically? <laughs> Uh, yeah, though I prefer it on acoustic because then you can play the like part at the end with just some octaves instead of the, (laughs) which my parents did hear on my red, (laughs) my fucking bright red Ibanez, uh, through the, I think the same amp that they used to record second stage. (laughs) They probably heard that a thousand times. Yep. Yep. fucking rips and yes there is like kind of a long wait to get to that mm-hmm. like dual shredding end but i like it i because it, it's like it is sort of a ballad yeah but yeah. there's a lot of coheed elements to it where you know two minutes in there's distorted palm mm-hmm. muting and then it gets back into the pretty stuff and then it comes in harder again yeah, and then a kid comes in and then a kid comes in <laughs> You ate all of your pizza. Was it mm. yummy? Cool. Good. I'll give you some of his olives. Oh, that was nice of him. Yep, he's so nice. So nice. Um, I'm still hungry. Oh, do you need more? Do you want to get a squeezy pack? No more pizza. Oh, damn. I shouldn't have said more. You fucked up. Less pizza for you, huh? No, no, no. She doesn't eat the same pizza we eat. Uh-oh. All right, I'll be in two seconds. Right. Okay, two and two. All right. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and play some stuff. Um, I'm pretty hungry too. 
So let's get out of here. Uh, this is 208. Uh, that's not boring to me. Uh, I like it. I think the lyrics are interesting. It's it's still good storytelling. I like how he says "wally i ile." Yeah, I, I I can't help but sing along to that stuff. Uh, next up is just a little bit ahead at two forty, at two forty to three oh six. like the with every wish into that catchy palm muted distorted part um danny when he says he measures distance and lines do you think he means a line like that's gorgeous or <laughs> uh-huh. that's fun yeah, yeah i think so and there, there's also that that three note lick carving her name uh across your arm or my arm and then it just goes yeah 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 uh, and then that comes uh, that comes in later with I think a little more a little more force maybe they play it twice the second time around at uh, at five ten is when the song starts to just really get after it. cool fast that like palm mute little lick and then that second guitar i don't know if it's like distortion and wah pedal Mm -hmm. or or what it is but it's just like kind of like swirling around yeah um this song gets like really messy and dirty at the end i I think that's very cool um and then it goes right into claudio's like eerie vocals Super boring. So just pretty boring stuff there. That line, your father's dead, he passed in his sleep always. Uh, I really like, again, the way that line is delivered. And um, What? What do you, what? <laughs> laughing at what you said before that. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> You're making um, fun of me. Uh, no, I'm making fun of myself for liking more than any other song, uh, a boring song. Um <laughs> I, 
I would officially like to take back my statement of this song being boring. For some reason, whenever I think of this song, I only think of the intro acoustic guitar and I'm like, (laughs) but then I play the song and I'm like, oh shit, there's a ton of really rad stuff in this song that I forgot about. You dumb fuck. The acoustic, the... Um, I think you were calling yourself that, but I will also wear that. Um, ooh, can we change this to the dumb fucks pod? <laughs> Be more accurate. Five dumb fucks or less. Oh God, we don't need three more co-hosts. <laughs> Just, yeah, one of us makes a point and then four other people going, oh yeah, real good. <laughs> so good. But yeah, that line always made me a little emotional for some reason. yeah. yeah. Like this, the specificity, like I, there's all these lines about let's cut, let's slit his throat and let's cut off his torso and <laughs> let's like skull fuck him to death. But for some reason he passed in his sleep, maybe because that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. more, more real yeah, a yeah, thing yeah. that actually happens like that. That one gets me a little bit. Um, and then the last part I'll play is it's just, just them fucking shredding yeah. Yeah. here at, uh, it's like six fifty eight. almost air soloed himself out of his seat. Yeah, I did. Are they saying pray for us all? They okay. are. Okay. You never know Which is, I think, kind of lyrics. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's a cool line to to go out on, especially when it's... If you're invested in the concept... Yes, yes. Pray for us all is like, ooh, like until the next chapter, mm-hmm. let's see what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Fucking great! That's my number one. Sweet. I should have known. I, I really should have known because it's... It's more in the Dante realm, I think, than... But I didn't know until kind of recently, really? though. Like, I struggled with this playlist hmm. quite a bit. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I hope so. I hope someone finds this interesting. What are your uh, songs that you're not that into anymore, other than in Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3? So so other songs that I like... for Okay. The other songs that I guess could have been in consideration for the top five mm-hmm. were your joke guess, Blood Red Summer. I, I do really, like that I song. Really, it's fine. I don't like the um, Santana guitar on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just going to fucking... I do like that little like walk down the bass. I need to get to the lead. Oh, I was thinking of the wrong song. Okay. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Blood Red Summer is pretty good. (laughs) It's 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 just catchy. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. See, I agree that so, and then uh, twenty one thirteen, I I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really like the 
when I fall yeah. asleep. That part in the the um the little octave chord uh, riff there, mm-hmm. I like, and that goes into Irobot, which is fine. And keeping secrets was obviously a glaring omission. The ones that I said, I don't know how I feel about these still. It's the Camper Valorium Suite. Yeah, yeah. The um the song Faint of Hearts. It's it's interesting. It's not coheed. It has some cool drums. Mm-hmm. The bass is actually pretty cool on that song, but it's just it's kind of maybe not what you want if you're like a diehard coheed sure. fan. Um, Back into Forever is kind of cool, but kind of boring. And then Al the Killer is pretty cool, but it doesn't quite do it for Jared, me. They use two time signatures on that one, though. Holy shit! Yeah. All right. Amend this new number one. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So does that did I, did I leave any out? Um, I don't think so. No. Well, ring and return, but that that doesn't really count. Yeah. Okay. What a good band. I, good. I band. can't believe these episodes have been like so contentious. I feel like we we've, we've been fighting a lot. What was what was contentious in we were, the last episode? We were being assholes to each other at the beginning of the episode, and then by the end, we were holding hands. I don't remember this at yeah. all. What what was contentious? Was it about the I, song choices? I don't remember. So Blood Red Summer, our joint number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode about In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. Join us next week when we talk about Good Apollo, Burning Some Stars, the fourth one, the one right in the middle. That's the one he burns, mm-hmm. which is yep. I found out watching those little YouTube videos. Oh, the like the one in the middle of the keywords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not mm-hmm. know that. That's star four. If you burn, if that one goes away, the entire keywork just breaks apart. <laughs> that stinks because that's the one that was omitted. In my tattoo. <laughs> yeah, your tattoo is fucked from from the get go, man. <laughs> um, you know, star four was uh, actually taken because of this was when there was strife in Darfur. Huh. I fucked up the pronunciation. <laughs> Darfur. Darfur. Fuck. Darfur. <laughs> Uh, yeah we're talking about that album next time it's a good album it's a good album we'll talk about it next week though we will okay thanks everybody bye Like that, pretty decent. I'm gonna break this guitar. (laughs) Dante, (laughs) what the fuck, dude? Why'd you do that? Because I do what I want.